at it again with another installment of the Rufus Rundown. It has been quite a hiatus. Been away for quite a while. I think my last video was posted up during NBA Finals time during the uh, June. I'm going to imagine maybe even earlier than that if I take a peek here um, at my YouTube channel. I, I think I think let me see what the date was here. If it would show it to me, that would be fun. June first, so yeah, it literally was since June, so it has been, you know, a little over three months since my last post on the channel. But what have I been up to? Is the real question why the step away from making content? And the reality was I was just as as busy, probably as I've ever been um, throughout a summer. For anybody who kept up with me, I was working over in Brockton um, with the Brockton Rocks, doing a lot of. Um, sideline reporting for them i also got on the call a couple times uh, with brett um, so i had a lot of work to do um, over there uh, with the rock sideline reporting baseball was my internship but a paid internship as well um, and i had a blast it was a great experience um, working over with the rocks um, provided me with a lot of experience a lot of resume real uh, material that i'm sure everybody you know was able to see when i posted it on the story um made connections with a ton of players i believe even some players that are eventually going to make appearances on this show one being gabe pitts um and you know others you know meeting a player like marika lizek who was the first female to participate in d3 and d2 um baseball and also was a you know content creator for major league baseball and did a lot of uh cool things beyond this summer in terms of where she was coaching out in japan with uh, pony league as well female pony league um, at multiple age groups that had traveled there for the Pony World Series. So a lot of different uh, relationships that I made, a lot of different uh, reps that I got in the field, and I think that process actually pushed me forward to uh, the job that I'm currently working in now. But that was really the delay um, between work. Uh, my girlfriend was great. I made a lot of time for this summer, um, you know, having to make a lot of those commutes and also doing some of my own production work um, with the internship and work, there were many, many long days between, you know, between 14 to 18 hours in terms of what I was doing, uh, working multiple jobs in the same day. So uh, the podcast, just I just didn't have time for it. Um, there was, you know, a period of time there, there were some things that were going on that were very, you know, stressful mental health wise. Um, and I just did not have the ability to make the time for the pod that I wanted to. And also just didn't feel like my voice was going to make a difference. But this is a release for me, but in the sense, but I'm such a perfectionist with it that it kind of take, I think at times takes away um, from how much of a release it is because of how perfect I'm trying to make it. So I did perform a lot of different things that I think are going to make me better at doing this as well too, which I think is a huge plus, but I don't know, crazy delay for anybody who doesn't follow me on social and kept up with me on socials. I was doing a lot of different things, uh, but not on here. So if it was an exclusive thing to you know, any of the subscribers I have on here, apologies for that. Communication could be better. Um, again, not one of my strong suits, but still, this is one of the, you know, the largest seasons that we've put together in terms of episodes. And I'm still looking to continue that um, and to continue the, you know, the episode base. This isn't going to be the last episode this week. I'm still going to be able to get on here um, by the end of the week and, you know, make some NFL picks, whether that be considered into an episode. I still think two 30-minute episodes um, a week is a pretty legitimate goal to be able to hit. Um, but we'll see what the future holds in terms of, you know, how we can go through with that. Um, other forms of content I'll be doing because there's a lot of work with Dean that I'll be able to do. There's a lot of video production in my senior project um, that is also going to coincide um, with the product that I'm putting to here. But I'm going to be, you know, looking to make this a more consistent thing, look to build off of, you know, 
the foundation that I've built with not only this, but with the work that I've done in the field with New Bedford Cable, with Dean College, and now with Holy Cross, and with the Brockton Rocks um, as well. Top half of the third. You know what that means. Doubleheader time. It's Lucas time. Lucas with the shades. Take it away. So, you know, working for Brockton, you know, working, going every day into the stadium, having my press pass, doing those silent reports, doing doing the research, you know, being on a microphone, on camera. Um, it's not anything that I am, you know, estranged to, that I wasn't used to. Um, but, you know, only having two minutes at a time is definitely uh, a change up in terms of what I was used to. So, um, for anybody that saw the clips there, different you know, interviews, I never really wanted to feel like I was in the way. I know what it's like as a player to have people you don't know and people that aren't a part of the real true part of your team that are doing anything like day by day in the game and they're day by day with you. Uh, I know what it's like to be for people to be in the way into how I you know perceive people. So I didn't want to be pushy. Didn't want to do too much. But there were people that wanted to be a part of these silent interviews that we I did build relationships with. Um, also taking pictures, stuff like that. But you know conversations day in day out. I wasn't going to butt into lives too much. But there was you know a lot that went into it. It was uh, Rocket was a team that struggled. It taught me a lot in terms of you know trying to find positives um, when there's not a lot of positives to find. Rick Lizick was one of them at the time. Um, players like Jack Obert were another. Guys, Jack Obert leading the Brockton Rocks in RBIs, home runs, is up there in OPS and on base percentage as well. Had a homer in his last game um, in this road stand for the Rocks. Again, a Division three talent. We've seen a lot of different divisions of talent come through these rosters here for the Rocks this year and for the rest of the Futures League. But it doesn't matter what division you're in. If you can play, you can play. And I think Jack Obert has clearly proved that in his time with the Rocks, being one of the statistical leaders more specifically, sabermetrically as well, with an on-base percentage over 400, has been a top run creator for the Rocks. And again, proving it in the last game and looking to prove it again today. Back to you guys up top. Players, there's a lot of younger players that you um, you're able to talk to. Players transferring, players moving around the league, moving to different teams. Um, there, are, you know, so many different conversations, so many different players to highlight for different reasons, um, and different personalities and backgrounds to learn about. It was it was very neat. Um, Experience and again, it's part of a big part of my reel right now. I mean, I haven't really added my podcast stuff into the reel. I mean, it's the podcast its own resume in itself. Uh, I think that's a pretty cool thing. My website on its own. Anytime I apply it anywhere, like this is my experience too. Uh, just because I run it myself doesn't mean that it's any different from any other chance that I'm going to have to be a content creator. So this in itself is its resume. And I've said that for the entirety of it as we're coming up on the fifth year. As we are complete, this is the fifth year. We are in the fifth year presently. Where is that month? This will be the fifth complete year. We're going into the sixth year. Uh, how long have I been doing this now? Has it been consistent? No. So it can be truthfully counted. I'm not sure. Uh, it's up to, that's up to anybody else. Uh, it's the guy of the older. But for me, you know, doing this for five years is, you know, going to be, you know, an incredible experience and giving me a lot of stuff to work with and taught me a lot of different things in terms of the world of editing and production, even, you know, trying to advertise, stuff like that, and eventually moving towards that. Um, you know, just allows me to be more comfortable on a microphone, more comfortable on camera. And, you know, I think Brockton was an example of that. I was going to, you know, be doing production assistant work, you know, working camera. Um, but it eventually came to where I was going to be able to sideline report. And it was a you know, incredible step. Of course, anytime I'm going to be on camera, uh, I want to be on camera. I want to be getting those reps. I do want to be on air. I do want to be talent. But, of course, I'm very comfortable behind the scenes as well, too. But, uh, truthfully, it was my goal to be on camera, be talent. And that sideline reporter, um, it you know, progressed me further in the field than I could have ever imagined, could ever hope for. It gave me a lot of confidence in the field. Um, once we got into, you know, the flow of it and everything, felt really good and, you know, I think it was really productive for me. Uh, the other thing is, you know, why, you know, 
no football. Why am I not playing football? So, uh, you know, a couple of different, you know, particular reasons why I stepped away from the game uh, of football. So obviously not having football is going to give me a lot more time to do this, but also it's giving me time to work at Holy Cross, which is what I will lead into. Um, but in terms of retiring from football, just, you know, injuries built up and it just really wasn't worth my, you know, worth the time of that anymore. Um, my labrum rotator cuff, you know, second time with the labrum rotator cuff, it's just not worth it. There's just no, there's no depth behind you. Um, at least for me at this level, I'm not sure about other schools. There's no depth behind you. They're going to play you un- until they have to drag you off the field. And that's kind of like how I'm prepared to go about it. I could have you know, checked out at any point, uh, more specifically in our game against MIT. But that was pretty much it for me. Um, I pretty much understood that that was it. It was just not fun anymore. You're just going through pain every day, like physically in your shoulder. Um, not a winning team, not any winning mindsets. Like there are plenty of teammates that I do appreciate Um you know, my time with, you know, I would go to battle for any day, but there are also a ton of guys that I would, that I really could not care for, did not care for, and at that point, it did not, the, the pros did not outweigh the cons. Of course, I wasn't going to waste my time away if I wasn't playing football, it required so much of my time, I put so much work into it, it took away from this, you know, in terms of when I would commit to, you know, certain periods of time in my life when I had to train and prepare, um, but at the end of the day, you know, I came around, I just couldn't, couldn't, you know, come to the decision to think that another season was the correct way to do it. I was, you know, I was rehabbing my shoulder, and I have you know certain ways that I wanted to do that. I had certain ways that I trusted. There's certain ways um, that I wanted that I wanted to go about getting my shoulder you know right. Of course, being a D tackle, it was it's a big deal for me to be right up top here, um, and just throwing heavy weight. And there's just certain processes and throwing heavy weight around that I wasn't really you know in tune with. That I wasn't all for. Of course, that's separate from the team plan. I was the only individual that was kind of doing my own thing at. At points, I don't know. I don't believe so. Believe so, but you know that's either here nor there. I understand um, where a coach can be coming from in terms of where that was a disconnect, and then I was like, you know what? It's not worth the health of my shoulder. It's not worth the mental health once my shoulder starts to hurt more, and then not being able to play at the level I wanted to. None of it was worth it because I was not able to prepare the way that I wanted to. I was unable to recover from said injury the way I wanted to. So there was really no there was no way for me to continue playing because there was no way for me to prepare for the season the way that I needed to, especially with another spring season coming up where I was not even going to be close to ready. I still wouldn't be ready now no matter how much, what I would do with my shoulder. Like, it mentally, I, I was not going to be able to trust my shoulder and I was not going to put, like, lifting my kids above my head or doing anything above my head for the rest of my life at risk uh, for Division three football. Just wasn't... I mean, football in general, I don't really think you could have even paid me. Like, you would have to pay me a serious amount of money to continue to play, and I am not that good, not worth that kind of money. So there was just no no uh, road going forward. I mean, and I, I think at this point I've, I've made the right decision. It's given me the free time. It's given me the peace of mind. I am a much happier person without the game of football, having to play the game of football. I mean, guys are throwing parties after losing by 63 points. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. It's just not my culture. Just I just wasn't about it. There was I just felt like I emptied the tank a lot in terms of not only like my physical sense of Jared Ansel, I'll tell you. Um, I trained a guy that I, I, I've trained with and a guy that I'll certainly bring on this podcast and will you know certainly have conversations with and I've had plenty of conversations with. Um you know, emptied the tank, you know, 
monetarily with money in terms of what I put into that training, worth every cent, by the way. Um, you know, mentally what I put into it and physically what I put into it, there was there was nothing that was I was letting slow me to the point where really it's not worth it. I don't. There's not enough people that I'm willing to go to battle for. There's not the game itself does not that matter that much to me. You know, I love watching football, of breaking it down, and I even coach some football this summer, which I'm like, uh, that'll let me segue into the next point uh, when the time comes. But the playing it here, maybe at another school, yeah. But just playing it here, just this wasn't wasn't my thing. Like I said, there's a lot of coaches I wish well. Uh, there's a lot of guys in the program I wish well, and there's also a lot of guys in the program um, that don't care for me, and I don't care for them. And it, at that point, it out that con outweighed the pro of actually being able to play football at this level. I, I'd already proven that I could do it for two years. I'd already proven coming off of a partial ACL tear and through COVID and transferring and not going to school for a semester. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I overcame. There's a lot of things, you know, I ended up eventually starting games and um, having the stats that I did and doing what I did. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it impressed me, I think. I don't think in real time it did. The more I look back at it, though, the more I appreciate it. Um, and, you know, we go on we go on from there. But I, I think I am a much, 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 much better off. So it was the state of this show. So it was the state of what my career is going into broadcasting and communications. Uh, just, I think everything is much better off with me uh, leaving football behind. It was you know, a clear decision for me. And, you know, happy I made it. Eventually ended up, you know, coaching football. Um, this summer, which actually there was such a sour taste left in my mouth from playing football or leaving football in that matter in terms of how everything kind of went down at the end. I just had this like burning hatred for like the sport. Like I liked the pro aspect of like talking about it, but like the actual idea of like being here and having to play football just disgusted me. Like the training for it and everything. Like it just, I just clicked out of it. Once I was like done with it, I was done with it. So I just clicked, like I was out. But then eventually, you know, my high school coach, Brandon Mendes, reaches out, asked me to coach a seven-on-seven team this summer. So, of course, I'm not, like, affiliated with the program, so I'm not going to step on toes with the players that we have there. But I'm also going to still coach. So I was still going to try my best. And it was cool. It was, I saw, like, leadership things take place within players. Different players speak up, do different things. Um, watch them mature and grow, like, in front of me as just, like, a young adult that used to be in that position. It was really cool to see young players take the next step as like a person as a man step into different roles in terms of like uh, a player that's not really a skilled position player telling everybody to hey quarterback's talking he's probably listening to him instead of arguing you know, arguing i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bench anybody i'm not gonna i'm not there i told you i'm not gonna step on any toes i'll let them handle their own thing and that's stuff that you're like you know Matt many is very happy with in terms of you know it doesn't matter if you win or lose games and seven on sevens obviously you want to compete and win but you know you figure out who your leaders are it was a cool deal um, running different plays, defenses, trying to explain it in the way that I had learned it at such an advanced level in college, explaining to kids that wanted to play at the next level um, what that experience is like was a very cool deal uh, for me personally. So um, it did take the sour taste out of my mouth from not having played um, in terms of why, reasons as to why I wasn't going to play in terms of just mixed relationships overall. Um and kind of took it out because I did very much enjoy coaching the sport of football over the summer, at least in the seven on sevens. And, you know, I coached my cousin as well too, being able to coach uh, my cousin, Max, who is one of the leaders um, in points court right now in the South coast, really, really cool deal. Um, so all those experiences wrapped together kind of took the sour taste out of my from football that college had left me and kind of led me to, you know, 
being much more comfortable than much more comfortable to come on here and talk about stuff um, such as that. But it leads me into working for Holy Cross as well, too, which is kind of where we'll pretty much round out as we work towards the end of the episode. But, you know, just sending applications out eventually um, falling upon Holy Cross, reaching back out to me and, you know, going through the process and onboarding. It's very similar to my gig at New Bedford Cable, just with a lot more equipment and a lot more um, jobs to be able to work. So, I mean, working at a Division One school doing events for ESPN far outweighing anything that I was doing in terms of, like, the time that I had before where I was playing ball until they committed to it, I now have the opportunity to work in my field the way I wanted to. And, like, I called the game on ESPN on, like, uh, Friday night, uh, September 8th. It was a, a volleyball match. Carlat gets it right back. That's impressive from the pin. Both teams just delivering blows. Each way it's like a prize fight. You're going to have to see who flinches, who blinks first, because both these teams hanging in tough. Witkovic back in. Didn't see any action her freshman year, making a real impact in her sophomore campaign. Here's Abby Lane with the big swing. Well done from Lane. And again, she had a couple of those change-up style attempts blocked in that first set. Getting back to a power stroke there. Put Holy Cross back in front. But other than that, like, you know, working and directing events, you know, directing the men's soccer game that they had there. Really cool deal. Um, working the football game for the video board camera. Uh, it's a very, like I said, very similar to the roles that I experienced with the member cable, but it's, like, really, really, like, heightened up. But being able to call a game on you know, ESPN Plus, was, you know, a dream come true. You know, you really, I, I sat back after my first day there where I was supposed to be, a, you know, shadowing the technical director. I ended up coming over and just kind of really just directing the whole game once it rolled out the way it did. Um, super, super unique experience to be able to, like, you know, broadcast the game to ESPN, one of the worldwide leaders in sports, obviously. Um, you know, I really had to take a, a, a step back and kind of, like, from look back on it, like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe I just actually you know produce this to espn and it's the same thing that when it came around to you know doing replay and the cuts that you see like each team share out again an overwhelming experience to be able to you know be a part of a division one um program in that way in my field in what i want to do while it's still convenient for what i'm doing in class at the at school with one semester left um, but then eventually it makes it getting the chance to call the game mike basile uh was the play-by-play guy and i was the color analyst I did a lot of research, got on the call with um, Coach Cole Poise earlier uh, in the day to, you know, do our homework in terms of what she expected to see players. Uh, Rachel Johnson, I think, ended up with, like, 16 kills, an out sophomore outside hitter. Uh, had a fantastic game. Same with Abby Lane. She had a double-double with, like, 14 kills, 11 digs. Uh, really good all-over-the-court player uh, for the Crusaders. But, again, unique to be able to call a game on ESPN, like, it's a lifelong dream, I mean, of course, it's not, like, you know, Channel 49, it's not the main um, ESPN when it, you know, comes down to it, but still able to say that I called in sporting event, and first of many, you know, I'm on the schedule for next Saturday as well, too, I'm calling men's soccer there, also calling a field hockey game there, so, again, more events to call on ESPN, plus more to add to my resume, which I think is a really cool deal, it's, like, it's better than just having this one individual outlet in terms of my podcast, but it was this was able to help me build towards having the confidence to get to those spots. 
So I guess if you kind of look at this as like not like a halfway point, it's further than a halfway point from like how the year turned on because of how much the summer is. But like in terms of like coming back and what sets this show going forward, yeah, that's a big part of it. Being able to listen to me on ESPN Plus, being able to work uh, at a place like that, being able to you know be you know, possibly have access to talk to players, to be able to build those relationships, too, to have you know Division One athletes that are willing to come talk to me um, and speak on the show would be very cool as well too. But yeah. Total, total blessing to be able to call a game on ESPN Plus. Mike Basile was great. Uh, my play-by-play partner was was great. Not a traditional volleyball player or a traditional volleyball guy, but um, you figure it out. You, you figure it out, and you know, you've know you watched enough sports in your life to be able to figure it out. Um, you do the proper research. Like I said, talking to Coach Colpoise earlier that day uh, was a huge plus in terms of like me being able to call color correctly because there's so many stories I could call back to, so many things that she spoke about that I could call back to that did take place in the game or were relevant topics in the game to talk about at periods of time uh, that Mike was actually able to able to pull to and throw to me in a way that was like a slam dunk as well too. Just throwing lobs to me left and right. We've got a great partner. Uh, we partnered pretty well. The chemistry is pretty good. Of course, every broadcast has its issues, but we worked through everything. Um, and, you know, came out on top in the end. Of course, you know, the NCAA women's volleyball um, Twitter sharing on a clip of my voice and as well as, you know, Holy Cross too. Um, you know, coaches following me back and stuff cool it's, it's a cool deal it's just cool relationships you know that i further built um through another fantastic opportunity um again blessed with the opportunity that holy cross has given me to be able to do that type of work and then again dean too i'm going to be calling games at dean you know i mean it's not it's not paid for me of course it's part of the school it's division three but again it's just more reps to get it's more of me on the mic it's a different way of listening to me than just being on this show and further builds um, the resume reel. Of course, I already haven't called field hockey. Of course, I'm going to be calling field hockey next week. Next weekend, holy cross, I've never called field hockey before. So being able to have the opportunity to call it here beforehand um, is a huge plus. It's like practice reps. It's just like any like you're playing on a sport, you get practice. So just, I'm looking at it in that sense where I get practice for what my real game is at a Division One event that I'm getting paid to do. Um, same, you know, volleyball here, and I'm calling volleyball here when I've already done color there, and I'm doing play-by-play. It's just different reps to get. So I'm glad that I'm able to assist that dean um, as well. This gives me more practice, more reps to get through, more resume real stuff to build with. Um, overall, being, you know, truthfully and incredibly thankful from Holy Cross, dean, the opportunities. And, of course, getting back to New Bedford Cable, too. Eventually, I would like to get back there and call some games for them um, and do some work for them as well, too. But... You know, we'll see what the future holds. Haven't been able to get back there in terms of you know, travel, being away from home. Um, but as I said, Holy Cross, I mean, New Bedford Cable, you know, eternally thankful for them too. They, they prepared me a ton uh, for what I've seen at Holy Cross. Being able to jump in the way I did directing um, is all experience that I've learned with New Bedford Cable Access, New Bedford Cable Network. Um, being able to jump in the way that I did to direct the first game that I could there, um, which I wasn't even supposed to be doing. I just kind of jumped in and took over um, in terms of just how things were just going. Um, wouldn't have been able to do that without the experiences that I had with New Bedford Cable Network. So just fucking eternally grateful uh, to them and to, for, for what they were able to prepare me for. And that's why I'm trying to give back to them too and call more games uh, when I have the opportunity to be around because I'm not sure what the crew looks like. But of course, um, being up at school, just not going to be able to you know, swing that commute for what it pays but when the time comes. Uh, certainly will be able to, you know, help out with that as best as I can. 
but that's pretty much I think it. You know, you're just looking <laughs> you're looking at me for one more semester left. Um, like I said, I'll I'll be breaking down some NFL stuff uh, later in the week, at least after the Thursday night game. I believe it's probably um, probably Friday. I think Friday night is a possibility. Maybe maybe after the Thursday night game, I'll be able to hop on here for Friday. Uh, you know, we'll see. I'll be around. Um, maybe Friday night would also be uh, a good deal too. Gonna have to get in contact with Holy Cross coaches to try and you know break that break down. Um, what we're about to see in those games so I can continue to have those um, opportunities to provide good color analysis from what they're expecting to see, what they want to see. Um, but just you know, just trying to graduate at this point, too. I'm just trying to get through. Um, but this will be a regular return to the show. Um, like I said, you can either... I think it's going to probably end, end up being one one-hour episode or two 30-minute episodes a week. This one might end up running uh, a little shorter than the 30 minutes, just considering it's just pretty much a life update at that point too you have to return and set the scene for the show uh but figured i'd cover what i have to cover um kind of explain what the whole deal has been in terms of building the show back up but again this has been probably the longest season we've done yet we still have you know a couple more months to go here um that i can do some damage with of course there's players that i'm willing to bring on there's other projects that i'm going to be launching that are going to be uh, uh, this channel is going to be an outlet for and of course, a lot of my resume, real stuff, and all my work for you know other colleges, also going to be um, a part of what I do here because it's all kind of meshes into one, which is me, it's my personality, myself. So that's you know exciting for me, and I think hopefully it's exciting for a lot of the people listening, um, and my fans as well. Like I said, it's going to be a return. We're going to be bringing like Jake Ashworth. Now he's going to be the head coach at Bishop Stang. Uh, pretty pretty big news. We brought him on when he's the assistant coach at WPI. Now we get to talk to him. Uh, Bishop Saint Jared Antill, of course, opening up his own gym. Now, there's a lot of things worth of note that we that, that I want to touch upon, that I want to touch upon over the summer, that I haven't been able, that I was never able to dive into um, due to time 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 constraints. Um, tongue tied there, and then on top of that, just you know, like I said, time scheduling, um, and it's at certain times, no confidence things throughout the summer. So it's you know going to be again back to a continued form. Uh, I think two a week should probably put us in like a 30, well, definitely in 30, possibly 40 episode range if we continue uh, at two a week for the rest of the way. Uh, maybe get to that 50 episode mark, but you know, stay tuned for that. Make sure to follow on all the social medias as well. We got X instead of Twitter now, Instagram, we got TikTok, all those clips, all the clips we even in this episode. Um, I'm broadcasting as well, so be sure to tune into that. But